Possibility 997 Sequel Jurassic Park one minute time. I'm Brad. I'm Dave. And tonight, back after an extended vacation, we have Mr. J Jurassic. Hello, sir. How are you guys doing? I'm glad to be back. Good, man, good. You've sorted your internet issues out. You're back online. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, um, I recently moved. I had a bunch of stuff going on, and uh, it took a while to get the internet back in my place, in my new place, and I finally got it. Then I had issues with the mic. Oh, man, it's just like... <laughs> It's 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 just like Jurassic Park. A bunch of uh, things were going wrong. <laughs> Two no shows and one sick triceratops. <laughs> <laughs> one sick mic. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> well, you know how to fix that. You just got to pay more. <laughs> don't yeah. don't yeah. cheap out on the tech. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah. that worked out. Yep. So it has been a while, and there's a lot of that's been happening in those uh, months since you were on last. I suppose the biggest thing would be Fallen Kingdom, which we'll talk about in a minute. But uh, the toys, how mad are you going over the toys that have been coming out? Uh, um, I haven't been able to get as many as like uh, like another like the Kenner stuff and stuff like that, because uh, a lot of those were gifts, and well, not some of the ones I got now are gifts, because I have a lot of with the new move and. And a uh, new car and a bunch of other stuff. I have, like, more adult things that I have to take care of before getting in. But I've gotten a couple of them. And um, for the ones I've gotten, I'm very happy with Mattel has uh, put out. Mm. Very happy. There's been debates here and there if, they're, if uh, their T-Rex might uh, rival the Red Rex. Mm. But, uh, I think it I does, honestly. I really do. I mean, sure, it doesn't have the re- real feel skin, but it's still... It's a great, it's a great T-Rex. Definitely the most accurate we've ever gotten, mm. best color we've ever gotten, and I mean, it's great. I personally think that the um, Ch- Extreme Chomping Rex is the star of this, is the star of the main line with the Super Colossal being the star. It's like the Mattel's bread and butter. It just blows me out of the water. It's so huge. Yeah, but as you said before, Dave, you got to try and put it somewhere, though. <laughs> <laughs> I have it sitting on top of my clothes dresser at the do moment. You, do you have the that. battle damage one, or you have the, the the regular one? I have the regular one. Oh, I got the battle damage one for the electronics, because yeah. the thing roars. I, has, like, three different types of roars. It's so great. Yeah, it, it is my favorite out of the line, the the huge colossal one. Even though it's not in scale with any of the figures or cars, <laughs> I, I really don't care. <laughs> it's so cool. It's, <laughs> scale with the um those little 12 inch figures that they sell yeah the, yeah it's in scale with that one but i'm yeah. gonna have my actually repainted uh i asked around for a couple quotes i think i'm gonna go with father phantom studios who do toy repaints on top of uh, their own stuff they're the ones who came out with that brilliant one-fifth bull t-rex for a while before chronicle had him shut down unfortunately yeah, no, that that um, just that colossal Rex and that male green would look fantastic. Oh, mm-hmm. it would look so great. Oh yeah, definitely. Yep. I will say also another another star of their line, uh, the Mosasaur. Yeah, that thing oh. is amazing. <laughs> like they 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 went with like a big Mosasaur, which is what we wanted, you know. Yeah, technically, scientifically accurate. No, it's way <laughs> massive, but in Jurassic World. In series, the movie series, it is like a gigantic whale, and they came out with the real feel. And it, when I got the box, I was like, "How? how 
how do you, how's this thing gonna be how they show it and you build it and then it's like oh my god look at this thing it's a massive mm. massive uh, marine reptile it is it is like that yeah. like i got it in the box i found it of all places like 40 miles away across this at a target across the street from my union um from my dad's union hall and i bought it then because i figured if i don't buy it now i'll never see it again and it'll uh, miss out so i bought it then i took it home opened up the box and i'm just looking at this thing with my hand on my chin like i don't have anywhere to put this (laughs) so it's currently its own shelf in my closet because it's so big uh yeah, unfortunately, they haven't released any of those figures oh, here yet. We still, we start just started getting Wave Two, but none of that big stuff's been found anywhere here. So I'm going to get onto a couple of the American sellers and see if I can get hold of it. I don't know. I don't like me luck. I think that Mosasaur sold out pretty quickly. It might be an eBay job. Yeah, that that Mosasaur went out quick. I, I, the thing was for me, um, I got the Mosasaur and the Colossal Rex as birthday gifts from my family because I. That was those were the if I couldn't get anything else because I knew how how tight budget was and everything right now uh, I was like I do need those two somehow and my family is able to get them yep. for me which was awesome and <laughs> yeah we're the Mosasaur I was able to uh, I had a friend of mine that worked at Target that saved it and my sister went and got it so that was really mm. cool. It's good to have somebody that works at these stores. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I did that for a buddy of mine. For um, Terry, Terry Davis Jr. wanted the he runs the Jurassic Park Leg- or Jurassicpedia website. He used to be Jurassic Park mm-hmm. Legacy, but um, wanted he really wanted the Carnotaurus, and so I work at Coles, and Coles was putting out a small stand of Jurassic stuff, and. As soon as I saw it, I grabbed it uh, from the back, stuck it on a, stuck it on the hold shelf, and then I ended up buying it for fifteen bucks. It was great, nice. <laughs> with all with my employee discount and all that. That that's awesome. Yeah, that's a good yeah, figure too. Mhm. Oh, it's excellent. Yeah, there's been some grumbles about the fact you have to put the figures together and that, but. Just going back to that Red Rex, mine's sitting in its display now for bent tail because it had been in the box for 20 years. It's just, yeah. I've got no idea how to get that bend out of the tail to make it look a bit better. I remember somebody saying something about like, uh, kind of like boiling some water or something. And kind yeah, of, yeah, yeah. But, but you know... dryer in a book is what I've heard too. A heavy, so like, a, like a dictionary around. You oh, okay. You dryer so that it gets the kink out and then put the put a book on top of the kink. Mm-hmm. Um, it worked with my bull T-Rex. I, I tried that trick with my bull T-Rex and it did work. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, I'll be trying that today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. I, I, I don't mind building them up because I, I, I like building things, but that's just me. So when, I, mm. when it came out that I had to kind of add the tail and the leg to the colossal rex and then build up the mosasaur like it is it just made me think that i mean seeing these toys like like the if they can do this colossal t-rex they can do this huge mosasaur maybe there's a slight chance that we might get for the first time uh, a big sauropod dinosaur mm. you know? 
too. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm hoping for. I, I really am. I hope that they that these sales of this colossal T-Rex finally got this toy one. I mean, we we're hoping for the other toy companies, but finally maybe this one will be like, you know what? We maybe can throw out maybe in a. I would love to see a, a Brachiosaurus, but being as this is Jurassic World, we might get an Apatosaur, which I'm fine with. But mm-hmm. um, a Brachiosaur would be phenomenal if we can get yeah, one. Same. You build it up, easy. It'd be mm-hmm. great. Yeah. Kids would love it. Little skin. Like the Mosasaurus, oh. you know, that kind of yeah, even if, rubber. Even if they go the, the whole colossal route where it just is plastic, even if they go that way, I, I wouldn't care as long as it's like a big sauropod dinosaur, which is what yeah. I feel the toy line's been missing for years. We got that Brachiosaur for JP3, but come on, that thing is the same yeah. as like an Alan Grant. Like, yeah. <laughs> you gotta do like a really crazy perspective for take a photo with that thing. <laughs> yeah, right. And Brachiosaurus has always been my favorite sauropod ever since I was a little kid, not just because of Jurassic Park, but because the Field Museum had one in their main hall, and now they're actually putting in a um, Patagotitan, which is the largest uh, dinosaur ever discovered. And so it's great to have a sauropod in the Field Museum, but you're right, having a, having a Patagosaurus would be good because, yes, it is Jurassic World, but... Uh, Brachiosaurus, man, that would just that would just be wild. I'd, I'd love they, it so much. They could probably do a. I mean, it's uh, we always they always got to look at it the with money and whatnot and how much they're willing to to put in for these toys. But you True. could always go a Patasaur for Jurassic World toy line, and you can go for Brachiosaur for the Legacy line. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. But you know, I mean, will they do that? I don't know. Well, I, I don't think we've reported or talked about it yet. I have a couple of weeks ago at one of the toy fairs, um, they revealed they're doing a, a um, Spinosaurus in the Legacy line as well. That um, was really cool. Is, I've seen that, yeah. Mm. So it is it is showing, they are sort of breaching out from just Jurassic Park and Jurassic World, it seems. Oh. So hopefully hopefully they do dip their toe into those other, other, other films. And I've heard that they've had an Indominus in the pipeline, but... I'm not sure if they have the um, if the Hasbro license has completely expired for Jurassic World because they've only done movies one through three and then Fallen Kingdom. Mm-hmm. We haven't gotten any of the Raptor Squad. We haven't gotten like anything Jurassic World inspired. We haven't gotten the Indominus yet, and that's all stuff you'd think we would have gotten automatically. Would have been a surefire thing, yeah. and we just haven't seen height nor scale of it. You know. That that that'd be really sad if they, if it's still if Hasbro still owns that stuff because it's just ugh they they really need to let that mm-hmm. license go. We can see in some of the releases they've done that they're sort of doing stuff inspired by Fallen Kingdom like the uh, the Dimorphodon and Jeep mm-hmm. um, set like stuff like that that should have yeah. been in for in Jurassic World but they're sort of doing it now mm-hmm. um, as a as an afterthought really but it's still some great great sets so oh yeah they they they. They impressed uh, most of the fans. I, I've like I've gone to stores and shelves are just empty. And, yes. And, uh, they they restock up, but like, and uh, I don't know if you guys have gone to Target recently. Oh my God, the display that they have, it's a huge T Rex display with like a grass setting, like a you know kind of like the whole you mm-hmm. know uh, jungle look with the Fallen Kingdom logo. 
And then when you pass by, it has like three or four different roars. It has the roar, wow. the rumble, the gar- the like the growl that the T Rex does. Dude, it's it's incredible. It 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 like blew me away. Like I felt like I was a little kid looking at this display. It was awesome. It it and then just like a full, I would say like uh, two thirds of an aisle, all just dedicated to uh, Fallen Kingdom toys and Jurassic Park, really. Wow. And yeah. and then they have a mid display in middle of the store where they where it's like one side is Avengers and the other side is all Fallen Kingdom. With books, with with um with the pop figures, with with um stuffed animals, like it, the marketing for this movie went all out. Like last oh, time yeah. with Jurassic World, we were just kind of like thrown like bits and pieces, and you know I mean I remember I I even complained about it. I was like this this marketing is garbage, and then mm. like this one they went all out, <laughs> and I'm like oh, okay. <laughs> and I'm like, you get me at the most broke time. Thanks, Universal. Thank you. <laughs> you get me. It's just like window shopping with all this stuff. Yeah, I yeah. haven't been to a Target recently. Uh, I've pretty much completed everything that I wanted to get from the first wave. But I'll have to definitely stop in and just see what they have because that just sounds amazing. Yeah. Oh, dude, it it's awesome. It's been popping up on Instagram here and there. I've probably Everybody's just been going to Target just to see this display. Yeah, I gotta drive 200 miles <laughs> to oh. see something like that in the big city. So, <laughs> that's but I might be down way. next month. Yeah, that's yeah. a. I, mean, that's I don't a... think the local stores here haven't even got a poster up. Like it's just <laughs> the Jurassic World, the Fallen Kingdom stuff's on the shelf end, really, and the Legos on another shelf end. That's it. There's no even now. One store, local store, did have a sort of a big aisle full and now it's just all being pushed to the end end rack. So. Mm. I think the uh, the big wave of the figures has come and gone, and I'm <laughs> searching, hunting for new stuff. Uh, I think I should tell you guys. Hammond told me these people might show up. I thought we'd be finished by the time they got started, but in case they weren't, he did send a backup plan. What backup plan? Me. We could go on forever about the toys, but... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I suppose, before we get into the minutes... Um, Fallen Kingdom has been released internationally. Mm-hmm. Uh, the three of us haven't seen it yet, but uh, there's been some <laughs> praise and some uh, negative comments about it. I think it's last time I seen it was sitting on about 53 on Rotten Tomatoes, which probably isn't a good sign. But yeah, has uh, has some of the recent talk put you off a little bit, or you, I suppose we're still going to all see it and make up our minds anyway in a couple of weeks' time. Jay, what do you what do you think of some of the things you've heard? Been spoiler free, of course. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I actually uh, posted on Instagram that I don't want anything spoiled towards me. And, um, you mean, I know some things, I, I guess I kind of know a little bit of what the movie's about from, because we've been spoiled with so many TV posts, um, and TV spots and trailers. Like, I've never seen a movie have so many different TV spots ever. It's like Universal's like, please see this movie, please see this movie. Like, have a little more confidence in the movie. It's, yeah. Calm down. Basically, I am definitely going to go see the movie. I'm excited to see it. I feel that the movie might be one of those, um, uh, like, those movies that separate the fans a little bit, maybe. I don't have, have this weird feeling about it, because they, because I keep hearing it's going in a new direction. Oh, they did this. They don't, it's like, like, it's, it's not a spoiler, but just by what, like, kind of what they've been saying, it's like a new direction for the franchise. Which is like, okay, is it a new direction that fans like myself may like? 
or is it a new direction where I'm going to be completely turned off from what's going to be the next installment, you know? Hmm. So I don't know. I'm excited to see what Bayona has done. Everybody keeps praising the visuals and saying the cinematography is incredible. Uh, I've talked to a friend of mine. I I don't know if you guys may know him off of um off of YouTube, uh, Matthew Brando. He yeah. went to the, yeah he's he went to the Jurassic Park uh, 25 25th anniversary thing, and he was one of the ones that got to see the the intro, and yep. he said it was incredible. I didn't tell him what happens exactly, because I didn't want to know. But he yep. said that it was just <laughs> awesome, and it's like it is. I've been seeing this constantly on Twitter. It is probably one of the best intros to the Jurassic Park series from what they keep saying. Mm. So I'm very excited to see it. But again, I'm going in there kind of like I went in for Jurassic World with a little bit sense of worry, you know, of what I'm going to see. Because again, it is it is um, Derek Connolly. I think he wrote it too, right? This one? Yeah. Or or was it just Jurassic World he wrote? No, I... I think he was co-writer on this one as well. Yeah, and mm. so, like, you know what I mean? Some of the dialogue may be a little off and whatnot, because, you know, in Jurassic World, I love the film, I did, but, yes, there was some lacking of, like, that like that dialogue that we got from um, Jurassic Park and Lost World, where, you know, David Kep, like, uh, he, he really knew what to write, those little quips and stuff to keep you interested between the characters, the human characters and, and, and their struggles. So, you I mean, not... I don't want like um, paper cuts. Uh, no, not paper. Paper mm. cutouts of people. You know, <laughs> you know. Like uh, I want some in-depth characters, and uh, yeah. that's where I keep hearing, without spoiling, that's where I keep hearing s- critics and people saying that some of the characters were not there for them. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, and David, we've we've been talking to the last couple of weeks just about those TV spots and mm-hmm. how much it might have been spoiling. A lot of lot of criticisms I've been seeing online have currently have been that too much has been spoiled in those trailers. Yeah. Like that opening scene, just the suspense being completely taken out of it because you know exactly what's going to happen. I know. Um, <laughs> I, have oh. watched, I have not watched any of the release stuff. I've, unlike Jurassic World, I've remained very spoiler-free on this one. I've tried to, at my, at my best, just because, I mean, I do moderate Jurassic Park, the group, so some things have come through. Uh, and yeah. like you said, um, the TV spots do show off a lot, which is worrisome for me. But I'm not worried yeah. about the movie, honestly. I was kind of worried about some of the ideas being set up with Jurassic World, but thankfully the movie executed them well enough for me to not like grovel about them forever. Mm-hmm. I still don't kind of like the trained raptors. I've never liked the Indominus talking to the uh, raptor squad. And... There's just the dialogue I'll never like, but then I hear that's another problem with Dress World Fallen Kingdom, is that the dialogue just isn't there. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Jurassic Park has always been a very visually strong franchise. Yeah. Jurassic wasn't as much for me. It was bland and kind of boring on a visual level. The story was really what what sold me the most. But. Fallen Kingdom, I hear, is a very visual treat, and I just love that. I'm, I'm going in with the confidence that I'm going to like it on a visual level, even if I might not like it, like the dialogue. But then again, um, the dialogue of 
Jurassic Park uh, 3 wasn't very good, the dialogue of Jurassic World. But it's not really so much the dialogue that um, I'm looking for here. The characters, I know in the films, the characters have never exactly been the strongest part. Crichton's characters were always much stronger. The Lost World kind of sacrificed characters for editing. All the best kind of character uh, setups kind of ended up on the cutting room floor, unfortunately. Yeah. So, yeah. But I'm very excited to see Jurassic Park, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. I'm looking forward to seeing it, and I'm confident that I'm going to like it, just because I know a lot of critics have described it like, is oh, there's no kind of magic tingle to it. But when you think about it, Jurassic Park never had that dread of magic tingle until Spielberg came in and started writing it in there. Jurassic Park, the novel, was very dark, very sci-fi horror, and so was The Lost World. It was brutal, it was nasty, it was dark, and I think that's what The Lost World got right about the movie, about the franchise, is it having this kind of brutal, dark, more sci-fi terror angle to it versus having this kind of, oh, wow, look at the dinosaurs, aren't they mag- aren't they majestic, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's it. So the dinosaurs have been the main character throughout the franchise, and yep. so as you're saying before, Jay, about taking the franchise in a new direction. Well, the direction they're going seems to be following pretty closely to Star Wars at the moment. Jurassic World was a bit of a reunion where we're back with the dinosaurs, back in a park, back on Isla Nublar, where it all started, and um, at our Fallen Kingdom. <laughs> Rexy's just going to throw that lightsaber over her shoulder and go somewhere else. It's just, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Yeah, we talked a couple of weeks ago about um, Colin being brought back to direct the third one. Now he says it's going to be a sort of sci-fi horror, getting back to the film's roots, and it's sort of where Jurassic World should have been for this new trilogy. I just fear that um, they're doing this stuff now and going a new direction. I, I can't see this film going past six. <laughs> like Jurassic 6, there's... Even if they make up some sort of new new idea for the franchise to go ahead, I'd just, even now, like I was, I went to see um, Solo last night, and in the theater when the Jurassic World trailer come up, hearing the groans from people in there going, "Oh, what another one!" Wow, really? Um, yeah, they these obviously not fans, obviously not fans, but um, how often can you go back to the well? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, I see that. But you know, another thing that we're, that's kind of funny that we were saying. This film is actually sitting right now, I'm looking at it, it's sitting right now on a, a 62% on Rotten Tomatoes. But the film that we're actually talking about is at 52-53 on Rotten Tomatoes, The Lost World. So, and again, and we all love this film, or, uh, you know I mean, we wouldn't really be talking about it. Mm-hmm. And, exactly. <laughs> and the critics hated it, <laughs> you know? Well, Sometimes a lot of these classic films are hated by critics in the past and then become classics when they're rediscovered or, or looked at uh, they're ahead of the, their time you know so mm-hmm. I don't know where this film is going to stand at the end of it all I know when I see it I'll see then you know what I mean <laughs> Like yeah. I know I'm going to go excited to go see it like I was telling you guys earlier uh, before we started the podcast um, I'm going there cosplaying as Malcolm and you know what I mean the the scene that he might have in there, I don't know if it's a cameo or, or if it's a little more than that. But what he's wearing in that scene, the sunglasses just all black and he has the like the, the beard with a little bit of white in it in his hair. Yeah, I'm going to white up my beard a little bit, wear glasses and, and just go. I'm, 
It's it's gonna be weird because it's gonna look like um a guy going in there for like a meeting or something. <laughs> some people <laughs> some people will notice and be like, oh, he's dressed like Malcolm. Some people will be like, look at that guy. Why is he here? Like he's going for like a, a job interview. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But hey, I went as uh, Hammond the last time for Jurassic World. Nice. Yeah, so I had to do it again. Yeah. Who knows what I'll do for the third one? We'll see. Yeah. Or yep. sixth one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's any fears of this bombing at the moment. It's in nah. the international release. They've estimated it's made at $115 million. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what's projected to make this past weekend. Plus, it's about to open in um, China. And it's already beating sort of some other films that have been released at this stage. Uh, might be the only one there to really consider Civil War. It's doing better ticket sales than Civil War at the moment. So, And it hasn't hit the US market. So yeah, uh... I think it's, uh, it'll be fine. It'll yeah. make its money. Yeah, China, it, it'll make a, a lot of money because uh, China, when it the first uh, when Jurassic World released, it just it just ran rampant through China. China loves dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah they do. They love China. They love big monsters, you know. Yeah, they do. So they like the monster movies and and pretty much that's the thing though. I, that's the thing that kind of worries me that the, it it has become more of a monster movie now. Than it, it was has. before. And, and I think I'm Lost World was the last time we saw like a little bit of like a view of these dinosaurs as animals. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Can I forgot um, the irony of an audience going groaning at another Jurassic Park movie as they're going to see the tenth Star Wars movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. so true. <laughs> That's so true. Wow. I should have I should have turned around and, and and done that and just dropped the mic. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that that is a really good point. That's yeah. Wow. Oh well. <laughs> well, even even with that, I couldn't believe the the sort of the groaning and the the massive sort of oh it only made a hundred million on the opening weekend, so it was a fail. Well, it's not. <laughs> It's it's made a um it's made a hundred million. There'd be a lot of films that are coming out at the moment that would love to make a hundred million in the open weekend. Yeah, uh, there's some films so. that come out and make like three million. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Hey. Okay. Yeah. We'll see. A couple of weeks time. We don't have long now. Oh, yeah. Mhm. Nope. But um, if that's all we want to talk about on that, we're ready to get into minute one oh seven. Sure. All right. Do it. As we ended on minute one oh six of the Lost World. Benjamin was pushing his parents towards his bedroom, telling them that there was a dinosaur in the backyard. As we open on minute 107, the mother and father are arguing at each other about why Ben's up so early in the morning. At the 8 minute mark, the wife turns the fish tank light off as Ben pushes his father towards the window. At the 10 second mark, she climbs over Ben's bed to be beside her husband, and they both stare out the window as we get a shot of the big male's head rise up with the dog kennel hanging from a chain in its jaws. At the 16 second mark, Tyrannosaur opens its mouth and the dog kennel falls to the ground, smashes, empty. The two parents scream. At the 24 second mark, we cut to Jurassic Park San Diego at a security gate as the guard walks out of his booth. The guards wave their arms, trying to get an approaching vehicle to slow down, but it doesn't and they jump out of the way as Ian and Sarah bust through the barricade and enter the area. At the 30 second mark, we get a shot high up above Jurassic Park San Diego 
as the helicopter flies overhead and Ian's car drives through the building towards the animal storage area at the rear. At the 48 second mark, the car enters the storage area. Then we see animal cages lining the walls. And as we end the minute, Ian and Sarah get out of the car and run to the small cage containing the infant Trenosaur. As we ended last minute, um, the parents were arguing back and forth about why Ben's up this early and seeing dinosaurs in his backyard, the wife's blaming the fish tank, making too much light, and the husband's complaining about her feeding him too late in the evening. But she turns over and uh, bends over and turns the t- fish tank off as the uh, father gets pushed towards the window, and um, he freezes as he sees what's out there. And I just love here how that uh, visitor in San Diego score starts to pick up. Um, mm-hmm. Like that's one thing, one thing that you, we do love about this film, and that's the score. It's an incredible score. It is. <laughs> um, yeah. But um, as the father's staring out the window, the wife sort of climbs over the bed to uh, see what he's looking at, and uh, we cut to a shot out the window with the uh, male's head there coming into view and the dog kennel dangling from a chain from its jaws. <laughs> oh, poor Rexy. Rex- Rexy's eaten Rex. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, the chain breaks, and uh, the doghouse falls to the ground, revealing that, that uh, it's empty. Back up in the bedroom, Ben jumps up with a camera as a child would do and takes a photo and the uh, the flash attracts the Rex's focus again and it turns and roars at the window and the uh, parents scream mm-hmm. and this is where the film cuts but uh, we've seen in the past and um, like the guys over at Jurassic Cast podcast they interviewed um, that young actor that played Benjamin and um, there was definitely some more shot here uh, Stan Winston was the he directed the scene of the Tyrannosaur actually coming through the window and attacking the parents and the child yeah, that's right. There's a deleted scene here, and I can't. It's not in the shooting script, but it was in the. And I'm not in the final script, but it was there uh, shot. And nobody really knew if it was shot or not until around 2014, 2015, maybe. I um, image was uh, surfaced of a crew member standing and posing next to the T-Rex's head as it is smashed through the wall of benjamin's room mm. oh yeah that's right yeah i've seen that image ah that's a that's awesome <laughs> yeah well that would have been around the same time as that interview i think it got the the fans sort of talking about it and sparked some interest there and someone must have had that image somewhere and released it i don't know where who mm-hmm. or the the circumstances about it being released but um yeah it was just fantastic to to see that image of the the male's head through the smashed window mm-hmm and yeah, Stan Winston was there to direct the scene, but for some reason, it might be on film somewhere. Mm-hmm. We've recently found some, uh, been given some footage of film that we thought never existed, so it's possible it's there somewhere. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I think Spielberg was um, interviewed about, and he mentioned that it was scary, and he'd cut some parts for it being too scary. And I mm. think this may have been what he was referring to then, back then, when he had the interview. Was because I mean, it would have been a very intense scene. The Rex smashes his head through the window and sniffs the parents, and they, I think the kid was supposed to wet himself or something. And it was just supposed to have been <laughs> a really scary scene. And I can I can see why they're why they would have cut it. I could imagine kids the world over looking out their windows at night as the moon's coming in, <laughs> just wondering <laughs> any any noise or footprints, any thunder coming uh-huh. out from outside and just 
yeah, weighing their pants. <laughs> oh, oh my god. In, in my bed, there's a T-Rex outside. Yeah, that that was probably a good call. <laughs> yeah. But still, but still, the scene could get back put in the Blu-ray edition or something, or the 4K <laughs> version. Well, there's a lot of uh, deleted scenes out there that we have enough stills from to guarantee that there's probably footage of them out there. For example, mm. we know that there's footage of um, the uh, gatherers setting up on Isla Sorna, setting up their equipment and going to go look for Sarah, just because we there's just so many stills from it that it's impossible that they didn't have they didn't film it, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, and the the baby Rex getting its leg its leg uh, broken. We have the still yeah, from that too. Well, that one we also know because um, in the final cut, when Nick, uh, Nick goes and frees the baby, you can see the bottle the bottle of scotch and the coffee cup uh, from Ludlow next to the baby. Mm, still there. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we've we've talked before about how much we want to see these scenes put back in the film. Oh, we'd love and, it. Uh, It'd be great. And, There's so yeah. many like uh, special editions they keep coming out with every year, uh, Blu-rays, the 4K now. Which I don't know if you guys picked up the the special edition uh, Target spe- uh, Target one, like only a Target Jurassic Park uh, series. Uh, I think it was. Let me see. Oh, the 25th the anniversary. Yeah, no, that's the it's the Blu-ray 25th anniversary collection, and you press the button on the side on the side, and it plays the theme Jurassic Park. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> by by John Williams. It's, it's a Target exclusive. That's what I wanted to say. I couldn't think of the word in a second. But yeah, the 4K uh, version. I have that one too now. I have both of them. I got them both. because um, I love collecting the the different editions. But it, mm. it sucks when they don't add anything new to the Blu-rays themselves. Like, I love the artwork and the cases they come in and all that. But I would love that each time, hey, look, you know what? We got another scene we might add. Yeah, it sucks because it's just like they keep, like, baiting us. <laughs> you know, come on, <laughs> I got something else for you. But it's if you look at the, like, the box that the 25th anniversary collection comes in is an all-black box with the the original logo, red with like a gold, yellow, like it's more gold and yellow outline on the logo, and it says 25th anniversary collection. It's all solid yeah. black. You open it up, and there's a button on the side that plays the theme, and then, you know, <laughs> the, the case and whatnot. It's very, it's beautiful. It's rev- reminiscent of like the first original poster, which was just black with the logo and then the 4k one incredible artwork has the t-rex roaring in the visitor center the end scene and on the back of it there's beautiful artwork of the of the display of the skeletal uh structures that were in the visitor center before being destroyed by the t-rex the i think it was was it an elasmosaurus uh alamosaurus or something yeah right and a t-rex um, uh, fossils, and it's all like in a, it's all like drawn into like these light, um, uh, I, I would say like light browns and golds, very mellowed out colors, but it is mm-hmm. beautiful. It's like you're mm-hmm. looking through a kind of like a gold, like a gold panel at like the visitor center. Um, what is it, the rotunda? Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, that. that 
it's it's gorgeous. Like it's it's really beautiful. Like if you're not getting just for the 4K, it just the package itself is is great to get. It's a great collector's piece. And I haven't been able to see the 4K because uh, I don't have a 4K TV. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, maybe one day, you know. Yeah. But I've been seeing online. I don't know if you guys know Collectosaurus. He's been oh, watching yeah. it, and he was posting all last night on Twitter, like images, and the oh, Jurassic yeah. World one looks amazing. He said. All of you yep. do. I've seen some of the screen caps from the 4K. I myself didn't get it because. Like Jay, I don't have anything to play a 4K disc with. Yeah. Not, not neither TV nor Blu-ray player. But I, um, I've been blown away by some of the images that I've seen posted. The color, the vibrancy of it, the clarity is just amazing. You can see each individual scale on the T-Rex's face. Oh my gosh! I'm blown away. That's amazing. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah, that's one thing I liked a couple of years ago when we had the uh, the 3D re-release of Jurassic Park, and the, so just some of the comparison photos with that the original Blu-ray and the original original film, just sort of the, the slight color differences, the clarity. Um, I got some photos, comparison photos that come out for the Lost World too when it hit Blu-ray, and just sort of the difference between Blu-ray and the VHS green. But um, I'll be yeah looking forward to seeing some of these photos as they come out of the uh, the new mm-hmm. new print. Oh, yeah. I can't, I can't wait to see more of that stuff. Hopefully, at one yep. point, just... Uh, I'm trying to see who I know, a family member or her friend that has a 4K <laughs> TV. Hey, can I come over? I got something to watch. Hey, what is it? Uh, Don't worry about it, because if I say Jurassic yeah. Park, they're going to be like, come on, man, we've seen that movie a million times. You're, you're the only one that can watch it that many times. I'm like, come on, it's, it's a good movie. Come on. But I... I made everyone around me bored of the movie because I've watched it so much. Oh, they don't hate it, but they're just like, oh, again. <laughs> I'll see it on TV while flipping stations and I was like, hey, let's watch Jurassic Park. And sometimes I'll say just sarcastically because I know the response, you own the movie in yep. three different formats. Uh-huh. <laughs> I get the same, I, I get the same, uh, um, same answer for, uh, but and not even three. They're like, you own the movie, and I don't even know how many formats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, like, what does annoy them is when I start quoting it verbatim on the exact same <laughs> timing as they're saying it, without even looking at the TV. <laughs> yep, yep. And they're like, yeah. God, would you knock it off? I'll get that with a lot of films. <laughs> I'll sit there and start I do pretty much... Too. Yeah, yeah. It can be anno- it can be annoying. I can see that, but uh, I just love doing it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that was a tangent. Oh yeah, yeah. that was. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> That's odd. As we um, so that scene cuts and we come to Jurassic Park San Diego. We got the security guards that are manning the closed barricades. Um, the score really starts to pick up here with those drums too, as the guards walk out from the booths there and uh, start to try and wave wave down the approaching vehicle. Um, and I'll just say this is a supply entrance too, not the main, not the public access to the area. This is where your trucks and supplies and that would come in, I'd imagine. More so for the fact that 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock in the morning, that's actually there's guards there. Yeah. Um, because if they're, they're pushing ahead with rebuilding or finishing it off, this is where all the action would be through this rear um, access gate. 
Mm-hmm. But um, we get a flash as the red Pontiac sails by and bursts through the uh, boom gates, and it is a compound. And sort of Sarah gives a look back as they enter, and then we cut up high above Jurassic Park San Diego, mm-hmm. and that uh, helicopter sweeping shot overhead as Zine's little toy car um, moves moves in through the uh, front gates, through the amphitheater itself, and uh, yeah, was, into the rear room. There was a toy car. There was the um, miniature set, which is hard to call a miniature because the yeah. um, amphitheater here is four, like four feet across. You can stand, you can squat in it. There's mm. behind the scenes photos of the this miniature and they're just squatting behind it. Or there's a guy squatting inside of it, uh, probably doing some paint work or something. And they're setting it up. And it's a brilliantly intricate uh, miniature. You can see all the little uh, like miniature cranes and, Back uh, backhoes and bulldozers and stuff that they have set up around it, and I really love that how they did it um, because it's just it turned out great in the final in the final film. Yeah, well, it was only a couple of years ago I found out that it was actually a miniature and and not sort of I don't know how maybe CG or something, but um, it sort of just blew my mind more so than the SS Venture being a mm-hmm. miniature as well, but. Yeah, just fantastic looking set, as, and as we see that sort of toy car go through the main gates. I couldn't see it on my copy because it wasn't that clear, but underneath Jurassic Park on the big gates, there's another word. Does that say San Diego? I believe so, yes. Yeah. I've never noticed that, yeah. huh? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it does say San Diego on the underside. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And it's just stuff like that that you might see on a Blu-ray version. See, I'm going back to the movie... the collector cases talking that again i brought the the free pack of the first three movies on blu-ray when it came out and they're still shrink wrapped on me display case i've never i've never watched the films in in blu-ray i've just got the um just digital versions on my ipad and that's where i get all these notes from so stuff like oh, yeah, that yeah. you miss sometimes but um yeah just great detail i love just mm-hmm. how the, the design of it just this big rocky amphitheater with um all the seating and that inside, like a stadium seating. Mm-hmm. You can see sort of the windows of like the VIP boxes there, or restaurants or something like that on the second level and third level. Yeah, um, you think uh, you think they um, Raro probably took some um, some influence from from that amphitheater of Jurassic Park uh, San Diego for like the Mosasaur area because it has kind of the same setting and maybe or maybe just amphitheater in general, but maybe. Just like that whole look of that uh, that that San Diego place kind of reminds me of like that set that was supposed to be in Jurassic World of like the Raptors area or something like that. That it reminds me of. I think it's more it was influenced more towards the um, setup of the T Rex Kingdom than the uh, amphitheater for the and mm-hmm. the and the moving beach uh, or I'm sorry the bench seats. Uh, for the Mosasaurus, because Mosasaurus almost looked like a baseball stadium in a way, with the large overhang. That's true, yeah, that's true. Whereas the T-Rex Kingdom very much seemed to be based, have an emphasis uh, architecturally towards being more like the original Jurassic Park, even with just the gate alone, with the tan trapezoid shape and the arch in the middle, with T-Rex Kingdom on top of it. Especially from the aerial shots, more so of where you see mm-hmm. those aerial shots of the park. Especially as well that like uh, she was really the only 
animal from the original park there. So I guess yes. they were just they catered to that, you know. Hmm. She wouldn't know the yeah. difference, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, this looks a little bit like where I used to live. No, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, and as we sort of as we fly over fly over the construction area as well, um, I sort of love it's one thing that's always of, that stood out to me being in construction at the fact that there's a there's a large bulldozer in it that wouldn't be there. It's uh, more of a mining piece of equipment, not for uh, spreading dirt around on an amphitheater floor, <laughs> but. Um, I just thought that was that was interesting seeing that in there. And again, as you said, like using the models, you, we used to, or my father used to collect the sort of diecast earth moving machinery, and that that bulldozer um, would have been one of them as well. So seeing that there, I get a bit more of a scale of what how big this area is or this miniature is. It's a beautiful miniature. Hmm. But I sort of at this time asked a question too because. Back when uh, Ludlow was having his investor speech on the island, um, mm-hmm. he said this facility was sitting unused, unfinished, and could be finished and ready to receive visitors in less than a month. Was that just BS on his part? <laughs> because this doesn't look like it's going to be ready that soon. Probably I was. I think that it would have been ready. It looked like, like based on the construction equipment, they just had some facade work to patch up and maybe lay out some facade and paint mm. parking lot lines, and all of that with engine's money, or, or the money they were expecting to get based with the dinosaurs, I think they were um, could have gotten done in a month. Yeah. I think more so outside when they approach the um, the area, you can sort of just, this cages scattered around. There's another one of those um, small trucks with the, like the Trinosaur cage on the back, mm-hmm. like the one we've seen on the, the dock with the Venture. Um, mm they just seem like a lot of the fences in the outside area haven't been completed yet, but we don't really... All we've seen of a finished product of what it would look like is the concept art and that model, so... Yeah. It, it could be they could have just changed the plan in haste to get it finished in time. Yeah, but then again, I don't know, Ludlow was... I think he bit a little more than he could chew with everything that was going on, so <laughs> he... Uh, I think he there was a little bit of BS in what he was saying. Because uh, he he wanted this thing to happen, he thought it, he went in there with kind of the same idea like like Hammond in the in the first movie, like he can control all this, and then you find out you you can't, you know. Yeah. So he yeah. he knew the investors were already worried because the first park was a failure. So these investors, whether they were new investors or old investors, they came in with a bit of been of concern. They didn't want more lives. Uh, dying out because we all we've all seen the deleted scene with him in the bo- the boardroom meeting that yeah, I don't know yep. I know they do you guys know exactly why they cut that scene was it because of time well there's timing and the fact that the scene wasn't really that exciting in the first place Hammond covers the gist of it in his uh, okay uh, discussion with Ian Malcolm that the board's been ta- that engine's been taken from him and they're going after right, the dinosaurs. Right. Yeah, I yeah. guess as a, I guess since we're fans, I guess I, I don't know. I I love that scene, and I was kind of like, yeah. why did they cut it out? But then again, I'm a fan of the franchise, and I love more the mythos and 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 all the little side stories, and whatnot. But I yeah. guess as an audience member, like regular audience members, just gonna go see a movie with dinosaurs, that would probably mm-hmm. get them bored. Yeah, but it sort of gives you that little backstory back. To Jurassic Park and the fallout of it, mm-hmm. the lawsuits and the the payouts to the families of those dead workers. But and then on the other side too, Jurassic World would have been a little bit different if that was still in and canon. But um, that's true. 
Yep, that's yeah, true. It sort of changes some things up there as well, but yeah, but sort of getting into uh, Ludlow biting off more than he can chew. We uh, cut down here from the miniature back to mm-hmm. the real car as it pulls into uh, the rear area. We can see the cages all around the around the walls, and uh, it seems like the same Stegosaur and Triceratops cage I had on the engine camps here as well, mm-hmm. set up inside. Um, and the car breaks, and as the wheels break, they uh, pull one of the cords over, which is probably a goof they just left in. Yeah. As that light light falls over, but here we've got um, there's only a, probably a dozen or so cages in the walls mm-hmm. for uh, animals. Obviously, probably not the only area to house animals, but they had a lot more animals captured on the island before the uh, before Nick got to them. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, would have would, would have had fun being all squished into this little building. Yeah. I think the um, the light falling down is a good. It it um. It may have been a mistake, may have not been, just because it adds a sense of urgency to the scene where they're like, okay, they're barreling into this uh, room and they're not caring what, they don't care what gets in their way. They don't, they're not going to stop for gates or lights in the way or anything, you know? Well, and Ludlow must have said a lot to them so they knew exactly where to go to get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they drove straight through those boom gates, drove straight through the amphitheater, straight into this back room. Yep. Yeah, but as they get out of the car, so Sarah says, there it is, and they um, Ian looks back to see if the guards are following them. We see a bit, a bit of equipment here, boxes and that, with the engine logo on it, mm. and uh, they approach a small blue cage, and Sarah opens it, and that's where the minute ends. It's just an interesting sort of little area where you've got all this stuff set up. Obviously, the baby just come back from, uh, from mm-hmm. sauna a few hours earlier, and, uh, mm-hmm. and yeah... Because, Jay, we, we've been talking as these minutes are going on about sort of the time frame as they left sauna to getting here, and the baby still being tranquilised is probably the, the best uh, evidence to say that it's only been the same night. Because Ludlow says on the island he wants it flown back on his private jet, which sort of confirms the, air, the airport on sauna as well, or the airstrip. Right, right, right. Do we know the, the timing between, I guess it would be San Diego and Sorna in the movies? Well, we worked out it's about 3,000 miles, so that's a long long way for the boat to travel, but um, the fact the baby's here and still tranquilised pretty heavy from when it left the island, mm-hmm. it's sort of, that's that's sort of the only thing we can say, Roddy Abel, they may have left at midnight and here they are getting in at 3, 4 o'clock in the morning of the same day, but it's a hard one to try and peg because you've also got Ian and Sarah to the back, wash clean, and then you also got, like, at 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning, there's a lot of people out in the streets when the, the mail breaks out. <laughs> oh, yeah, we get to that in a minute. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, yeah. plus Ludlow has the time to set up the, the meeting and everything on the dock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so there's a weird time, time frame the there. there. He yeah. also could have done the meeting setup from the plane, too, you know? I mean, he's That's a true, that's true. And I'm sure he has a phone. Yeah. 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 He, he probably has a bunch of stuff up there. He's probably eating dinosaurs up there in his private jet. <laughs> he is. Frying dinosaur eggs. Yeah. <laughs> Compy wings. Compy wings. <laughs> yeah. Or drumsticks, I suppose. Oh, my God. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll quickly get to the shooting script here. Um, not a lot. We're just saying before we had um, Benjamin pushing his dad. So sort of, we're coming, we're coming as a... Um, 
get into the window and they all, or into the bedroom, they all look out the window and uh, we can see the T-Rex chewing the remains of uh, its midnight snack. The dog's gone, but the chain breaks between the Rex's teeth and the dog horse falls shattered to the patio, which is all the same as what we've seen in the, um, in the film. But then in the bedroom, the mum, dad and Ben all leap back away from the window. The sort of the mum's, mum's screaming is a high-pitched scream, which um, sounds vaguely familiar to the male. The Tyrannosaur hears the scream from outside and turns its head sharply and something in the mother's wails sort of makes, reminds of the baby's cries from back on the island. And that's when it, uh, the family's scrambling to get out of the bedroom as the entire T-Rex head crashes through the wall. Huh. Um, the, humans, the humans freeze, terrified, stuck in the doorway as the head pokes in, looks around, takes a good few snorts and um, the scent of it, and then pulls its head back out, leaving the big wide open hole in the window of the house. Mm-hmm. The parents are paralysed with fear, but Benjamin runs forward to the edge of the hole for one last look as the uh, Tyrannosaur lumbers away, tripping motion sensor lights and that as it goes from house to house, moving its moving away. But Try explaining that one to the insurance company. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, there's, a, there's a hole in my house from a Tyrannosaur, but <laughs> given what it's going to do in a couple of minutes... Um, I'm sure there's going to be a few more calls to the insurance company about a Tyrannosaur as well. Um, T-Rex my car. A what? Yeah. <laughs> well, even the bus driver ringing back to to base. Yeah, um, you're not going to believe what just happened. <laughs> well, we did just but, get from the... Um, and we can talk more about that in, in the upcoming minutes. The footage from... There's a new... There's a new counter to the Dinosaur Protection Group called Extinction Now that's official. It's got the official little tick mark on, on, on Twitter. And it released a shaky cam video of the T-Rex um, about to go after the bus from like, oh, wow. or something. Huh. And so that's exciting. I'll have to watch that video. Yeah, it's, on, it's called Extinction Now. It's a new... It's a official... Um, it's an official uh, Instagram, or no, I'm sorry, Twitter profile linked to Universal that's opposing the Dinosaur Protection Group. Yeah, I had a debate with them yesterday. It was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I, um, they were they talked to one. Of my, they replied to one of my friends. So I um, something about how they're dangerous, and I said they're no more dangerous than any other animal. You wouldn't vie for the extinction of bears just because you forget to lock your garbage can at night when you live in Colorado or hmm. uh, go, or be advocating the extinction of wolves in the lower 48 just because they go after a farmer's sheep. You know? Well, they actually did that here in New Jersey, though. In New I know. Jersey, they, 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 the, the timber wolves became extinct in New Jersey because of that reason. Exactly. Yeah. They, they did the same thing in Illinois, and now they're actually starting to come back in Illinois yep. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mountain lions and black bears. Yeah, I had I poked a little fun at them or whatever. I I, I actually <laughs> I think uh, let me see if I can actually find what. I, okay, here's I said uh, dinosaurs were here for millions of years. We've been here significantly less, and we've done more damage to end our own species than the dinosaurs could ever do. Our time is at its end. Let the dinosaurs reign again. <laughs> and they were just oh, bam. <laughs> it was really cool because they came back at me with uh, they said. These organisms were isolated for good reason, Jay Jurassic. Humans and dinosaurs cannot coexist. Protect your family and friends. Don't support people like the Dinosaur Protection Group. 
Oh, it, they never replied back to me. They must have. They must have uh, thought I had a pretty good argument. Uh, no. Oh no, they replied back. It, it's it's pretty cool when you have like this like type of marketing that that reacts with like interacts with the fans. That's what I yeah. really liked about that. And some people became got a little serious about it, which I was kind of like, look, it's 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 joke. It's joke, guys. You know what I mean? Like, I calm down. Yeah. I posted on Instagram, and I had some people writing some dumb stuff, like, "Oh man, what are you talking about?" Like, dude, it's it's a joke. You know, dinosaurs aren't really around right now. <laughs> yeah, you play along with it. You gotta play along with the joke a little bit, you know? Yeah, Fallen Kingdom is is not a documentary, guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh. But yeah, no, it's pretty cool. You should check out that footage uh, that that David's talking about. It's it's really and you notice David that they actually used like an old type like '90s camera. It has like the time on it and stuff. Yeah, it does. And not only that, but they so, use the exact soundtrack from the movie. Oh, uh, that's so cool. So they got the actual uh, the bus beeping and the T Rex. Yeah. You see, like, the T-Rex tail, and, and like, he's, it's, like, the same kind of street. You don't see the full T-Rex. You just see kind of the tail and the legs just walking against the bus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Running. It's really cool. Nice. Really, really cool. And they posted before that, like, um, a photo they posted before they posted that little video was um, the one from the Lost World game. Uh Remember how, like, when you would start a character, it would have, like, the, the fossils of the character would be, like, T-Rex, and it had, like, the fossils mm-hmm. of T-Rex yeah. and Raptor? Well, it had the fossils of Prey, which was a human, like... Oh, wow. Just, yeah, so it says, like, protect your future or something like that, and it has, like, us as fossils, which is really, <laughs> really cool. Really good idea. Yeah, it was, I, I think they're kind of late on the game on it, but I wonder if it's going to be... I haven't seen dress. World Fallen Kingdom yet, so I wonder if it's going to be tying into the next movie, you know? That's what I thought, too, yeah. Which I was kind of like, I hope they kind of didn't spoil something for us right there, you know? Yeah. Because the National Protection Group has um, been very very well established and very good with making posts and keeping an Instagram feed, I mean, I'm sorry, a Twitter feed, and so they've been well they've been well established as a marketing thing it's mm-hmm. just so now this is coming in so late i'd have to it, i'd imagine they have to be tied into the next movie well then again maybe they're they're doing it more because they're um depending more on the u.s audience and we're only like two weeks away from it um sure. i think di- the dinosaur protection group twitter page just posted earlier today because i got an alert on my phone because i i follow them um mm-hmm. that they they posted something saying Mount Sai is it Mount Saibo or Sibo? Sibo, I think. Sibo. Yeah. yeah. Mount Sibo is like um there's a lot of volcanic activity happening right now. We have to yeah, see them. So I, I, I think they're ramping that. up because we're they're gonna have the premiere next week in in LA and then the week mm-hmm. after it's gonna be the US premiere, which everybody's kinda waiting for. Yeah. Mm. Because um it is a it is a US film. You know, so I guess like uh, they're they're depending on this audience to really skyrocket the numbers. You know, mm-hmm. even though internationally it did really, really well, dude. You know what I mean? And then it's hit. So we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. And that's it. Look, Dave, we've talked in the past too about Dinosaur Protection Group and how 
there's been that lack of counter to them. There's been no sort of viral engine or Maserati counter to the dinosaur protection group saying, well, yeah, we are doing something about it. Well, now sort of these this group's coming into the um, the onto the scene and sort of doing that sort of 180. And no, they want to save them, but saving them is going to wipe us out or something. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> alright, that's another tangent. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's alright, the the rest of the San Diego script here, the, oh, the shooting script, um, basically the only difference is it's described as Sarah's car, not Ian's, which I thought was interesting. Oh yeah, um, We still have the flyover and uh, the cages are sort of stacked underneath the, um, the rows of seating and not in the rear area, so that would have been a little bit different layout to Jurassic Park San Diego where the animals are actually kept out in the amphitheater mm-hmm. sort of around the bottom wall much like the Coliseum I suppose where stuff come out from the floor and that but yeah true yeah that's where uh, that's where the script ends so uh, anything else on 107 you just want to discuss before we get out of here for the day I think we discussed enough about that miniature you know and the... <laughs> And I really, really would like. We got to make that happen. We got hopefully the, it, somewhere out there there is a there is some footage of that T Rex breaking through the house because I really would really love to see that. Yeah, that would be really cool. It could have yeah. used, you know, what I mean, they could use the footage for a for a Kool Aid commercial and have the T Rex just break through like the Kool Aid man. <laughs> <laughs> You know, um, but no, I think that scene's just built. It's just, it's a, a scene with the with the T Rex in the house. It's such a great scene, and then we have the car rolling into the amphitheater, and it's just it's building the tension up to like awesome scenes coming up. You know, um, <laughs> just and that's weird. It says Sarah's car on the, on the thing. I always thought it was Anne's car. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Yeah. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> it's sort of it's sort of it's I won't say out there, but it's sort of uh his tall dressed in black. It's sort of a bit of an opposite opposite to his what you'd think he'd go for. Nah, yeah, but you, you I, wouldn't see him as a you wouldn't see him as a classic car fan or a muscle car fan. No, yeah, you're right. She's she's the more adventurous one. Yeah. Mm. And it suits her red hair too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would love for her to come back, man. Her character, at least, if if like, because I think uh, Julianne Moore said that she didn't want to do any more Jurassic films. I heard somewhere. I don't know where I heard that, but um, just her character itself, uh, Sarah Harding, would be great to see somewhere, or at least like some thesis written somewhere about. If, if Malcolm came out with a book that we saw in Jurassic World, it'd be nice to see a book. Of what he she thought about her studies of studying predators and and being able to study the T Rexes. Um, yeah, just the parental behavior and that of the animals on the island. Yeah, definitely. Because we we've known there's there was um, a book that uh, Grant did before he got into um, he went on the island and then he made a book mm-hmm. afterwards where the, Eric in the third movie says, "Yeah, that's when you like dinosaurs, you know." And yeah. Now yeah. you don't like them <laughs> anymore. They haven't tried to eat me yet. Yeah, and then the Malcolm book, I guess, is the one they're talking about in Jurassic World that, that Malcolm came out with because he has the picture that he has of himself on the back of the book is like him in 1997. Mm, yeah. So yeah. it'd be nice to see some some hint or some throwback or Easter egg for Sarah Harding, 
I, mean, I don't know. Like, <laughs> we see Malcolm in that scene in, in Fallen Kingdom, and he just walks out with the lucky pack on his backpack. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, even Sarah waiting outside in the car. Right, yeah, that's, that would be a fun surprise. You don't uh, have to do, like, a crazy scene with them. It's just, uh, yeah. I mean, just little things that they can throw back. It's it's great. Just knowing that they, like, they did this on that viral marketing where the T-Rex is going through the bus. We've all known kind of that, that like, Lost World and Jurassic Park are canon, and they're not. But there's always been that hint of people saying, well, you know, those movies don't count anymore. They always yeah, have. And now have. with this, it's more of a, a go-ahead, like, look. This incident happened. We're talking about it in the next film. So. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's a shame. It'd be like if Lucasfilm and that were only advertising um, the Last Jedi, and only talking about New Hope before it, and and just completely not bringing up anything from Empire or Jedi in any of the new films. Like, we're not going to have a Boba Fett film because oh, well, that was in Empire. We, we're not really talking about that. It just fans would absolutely lose their shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And you know, we're we're not as vocal as um the Star Wars fans Ooh. are, but we, we can be very vocal, you know. Yeah, we're not as many, but we this is some vocal ones. <laughs> uh that then, yeah. yeah. I know I can be at times. I I don't I don't um stay quiet with certain things I see. Like uh Yeah. There's a lot of uh, one thing before, because I keep going on these tangents, and I'm sorry, guys, but, like, one thing that, <laughs> that I noticed that, like, lately L.A. is getting a lot of, like, these celebrations and stuff, and not all fans live in L.A., you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, it'd be nice to get some stuff more out into the international world or the minimal the east coast of, New, of, of the U.S. or something Canada, but it's, everything's being just drawn out in that one area and it's and universal keeps doing these celebrations with like a week notice and it's like what Mm. you know like (laughs) if you're gonna do a celebration give some time for the fans to actually save up money or or prepare people have jobs and lives and you know i mean as much as they love jurassic park it's not like they're gonna drop everything a drop of a hat and just roll out i can't do that i'm a fan for shoot the last 25 years since jurassic came out and i know you guys are huge fans too and and from Mm -hmm. from the from the first one right guys and so like we get we get these opportunities are only given to us in like a week's notice and it's it's a little unfair i just needed to get that out there because i know people listen to the podcast and maybe some people agree with Mm -hmm. me so i know a lot of friends and and i I know some people on the jurassic park podcast that i've talked to that that i'm on i've talked to them and we're on the same kind yeah. of consensus. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I had to I had to prepare for two or three weeks just to get down to the Jurassic World expedition when it was out here. Yeah, yeah, dude. Sort of start here. Same. And that was a that was a big enough trip. You got to book accommodation. You got to. Um, luckily, I could do it over the weekend. I didn't have to get time off work. But um, going like getting to LA, that that'd be that'd be a very big weekend yeah. <laughs> for anyone in the states, let alone anyone international. And it's just. Yeah, they, they yeah, just they, they just announced a fan fest that's gonna have like Lego buildups and stuff like that, and and it's like a week away. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Like seriously, Universal, what's that about? Like, you have to give time for the fans. They they they've never had a presence at any of the comic cons. Basically, like they had one like years ago at the New York Comic Con. It was just the gate. 
the Jurassic World gate. Nothing else. I didn't see anything else. And um, now be, they've noticed the power that this franchise has. Mm-hmm. They've, we've always said it's had a good, like, you know, I mean, good presence. The fans, fans of Jurassic Park are hardcore fans. You know, yeah. <laughs> they love this franchise. And we can be very critical of it, too, when it's treated unfairly or treated not the way it's supposed to be. And um, and now lately they're 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 starting to do things like this, like shows and meetups and whatnot. But it's still kind of like still almost like rushed and last minute. And it's it's I feel like it's like it's almost like I feel like I want to talk to somebody from Universal and be like, get your shit together. <laughs> really like, yeah. sorry, I, I curse there. But like <laughs> it, it's get it, you know. It's a good start, but you got you got some improvements to make. Oh yeah, we we're on, yeah we're on the mid we're on the mid of like a second trilogy. You know what I'm saying? So like mm. it's good that they're picking up stuff now. So for the next one, they should have everything ready to go. Like there should be planned meetups and celebrations and stuff like that because it, it, we don't. I, I seriously, just like you said earlier, I don't think we're getting anything after the sixth one. Like, come on, where is it gonna go? Like, as much as I love mm. Jurassic Park, where can we go? We don't even know what this what what this one's about, let alone what the third one's gonna be about. So we're like, uh, you know, did I ever think it was gonna get this far? No, <laughs> mm. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't think we were gonna have a fifth Jurassic Park. To, <laughs> to I, never, I never thought about it myself, you know. Yeah. Well, even those those dark times during the 2000s where Whoa. it didn't look like we are going to get a four. <laughs> no. And in, so. Yeah. yeah. Well, sorry about that. Anyway, I, I just <laughs> that, felt I had to get that off my chest. <laughs> no, that's that's fine. That's fine. It's it's all one of those things. If, if Universal think there's a great attendance at these events and meetups now, like just imagine if you gave them up's notice or oh, more notice. Yeah, there'd be so many people with with with. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jurassic Park logos rolling in there. Yeah. Super dino nerds and Jurassic Park <laughs> fanatics. Somebody walking in there dressed up as Malcolm or, or Hammond. That would be me. <laughs> <laughs> well, people... Although, for a one-off event like that, you'd have to go dressed half... Half of you is dressed as Malcolm and the other half dressed as Hammond. You oh, oh like yeah. You no, you know what? I'll, I'll dress up like somebody from from each movie. The days I'm there, if it's a whole event of like three days, yeah, yeah. just pick a yeah. or every hour change up, <laughs> make it a challenge. <laughs> Try to dress like every character in every part of the movie. Who are you now? Oh, I'm that guy in the background that was like washing his hands in one scene. Oh, okay. Wow, you really went into really went into this. Yes, 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 I have. <laughs> there is no yeah, guy that, out there that's... like that though. <laughs> That's why I, I was watching the um, Jurassic Park, the 35mm version last night, and just when um, Grant and Dad are going up the rotunda staircase and um, talking about being extinct and out of the job, there's just this um, the guy Spanish with... guy with a bandana just that just walks across the screen, this big That's dude. Right. <laughs> that guy! Yes! That would... Oh my god, how hilarious would that be to walk into like a cosplay... Um contest and dress up as that guy with like what is it like a squeegee or like a mop that he goes across the screen yeah i don't know i'd have to get a screen like a swiffer yeah. yep. he just walks across the screen and be like who are you uh, all right you're grant we get that 
who are you supposed to be? And you have to like basically carry like a portable DVD with you and just a DVD player and just or a Blu-ray or something and just be like, here, that's me right there. Or just like a, 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 a screen cap, <laughs> like a picture. That's supposed to be me. I think just the creativity and just the, the craziness of just dressing up as that character, you would win. Like, come on. Mm. You'd have to give that yeah. person the win. <laughs> <laughs> or even just a sailor suit. Go as one of the um, butlers attending to the, the Bowmans on the beach. <laughs> or you could... Or what's what's the what's the food that... Uh, we're having prawn, right? Prawn? Mm-hmm. Oh, prawn's your favorite. <laughs> yeah, you just dress up as one as that food. <laughs> or you just... Oh, I'm the, her... Um, Kathy's favorite, uh, prawn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or even the roast beef sandwich you feed to the company. <laughs> With a, you just dress up as a sandwich and you turn around you have a company like hanging off your back. <laughs> that would just get really creative for like a Halloween themed Jurassic Park. That would yeah. be awesome. Wow. We've put the ideas out there, guys. We want to see photos yes, of your yes. most most outrageous and... Uh, Jurassic Park cosplay, or costume. Yeah, cosplay. Oh, my God. That was, <laughs> that's awesome. That was, a, that was an awesome <laughs> little tangent right there. That was great. Yep. Yep. All right, thanks for that, Jay. Um, yeah, no you'll be back. You'll be back for the second episode this week. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back later. All right. All right, guys. Let's get the hell out of here. Contact details are on the website, thelostworldminute.com. You can email feedback to thelostworldminute at gmail.com, Facebook, The Lost World Minute, Twitter, at The Lost World Minute, and Instagram, The Lost World Minute. Easy to remember. Yeah, yeah, very easy to remember. (laughs) Uh, David, thank you for joining me for this recording. And uh, we'll be back. I've been Brad. I'm Dave. And uh, we'll talk to you all later. Talk to you later. Bye. It is absolutely imperative that we work with the Costa Rican Department of Biological Preserves to establish a set of rules for the preservation and isolation of that island. These creatures require our absence to survive, not our help. And if we could only step aside and trust in nature, Life will find a way.